Hello, I'm Gabby. Welcome to the Happier Life Project, brought to you by mental health and wellness app, My Possible Self, in partnership with the Priory Healthcare. Now, full disclosure, the interview I did with today's guest, Alex Bottomley, we ended up splitting into two parts as we covered a lot of ground. So in today's episode, we are learning about somatic therapy, which I confess, until I chatted to Alex, I didn't know much about. Somatic therapy incorporates the mind, body and spirit into therapeutic healing work, treating the effects of PTSD, trauma and other mental and emotional health issues through the connection between the mind and the body. Somatic therapy aims to help release how our body holds on to stress, tension and trauma rather than only resolving problems verbally, like in talking therapies such as CBT. By learning the foundations of somatic therapy today, you will be equipped with the necessary information to really make the most out of next week's podcast episode, to which Alex and I explore learning to love ourselves and build self-compassion using some of the tools and strategies from somatic therapy. Alex is a highly experienced somatic therapist who works mainly with women to help them transform their trauma and return to body connection. She's very passionate about what she does and shortly you will hear how somatic therapy was life-changing in Alex's own personal journey, working through trauma and her relationship with her body. It was fascinating to explore and we really only scratch the surface. So ready to learn about somatic therapy and find a healthier, happier you? Then let's get started. Hi, Alex Bottomley. Welcome to the Happier Life Project. You. you are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> and here we go, a somatic therapist working with passionate, curious, soulful women to recognize and come back into their wholeness. Your mission is to really help them feel safe in being a whole human. You work with women to transform trauma and return to their body connection so that they can experience a greater sense of compassion and live life with more freedom and ease. That already is is quite alien to me. I've got to, I've got to be honest. Um, mm. So I, I definitely want to dig into that uh, a bit more about you first. Though I offer a space for my clients where they can feel empowered by their body, have the tools to regulate their nervous system and transform trauma so that they can live life in the way they want to and show up authentically in the world in their full humanness. So it's really mm. getting into your body then. Yeah. yeah. Well. Welcome. I've heard the term somatic therapy recently, but I have no mm -hmm. idea really exactly what it is. I know it's about mind-body connection, and that's where my knowledge sort of starts and finishes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I did do a little bit of Googling um, because it's mm. obviously your jam. So somatic therapy operates off the idea that what happens to you in your life is stored not only in your mind, but also in your body. So in your work as a somatic therapist, what do you do? What does this entail? Yeah, and I, uh, 
Thank you for the introduction. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it is quite um, new and alien to people. And I think we'll get into that in a little bit about, you know, we're, we're not taught how to listen to our bodies. We don't live in a world where we operate from the body. It's all up, you know, within our mind. Mind comes first. Thoughts are, thoughts and mindset are believed to be kind of where we operate from. And so I guess first of all, just explaining that somatic comes from the word, the Greek word, soma, which means of the body. So when we're talking about somatic, somatic therapy, oh. therapy of the body we're we're using the body as this vehicle this place this source of of information um and somatic and embodiment can kind of be interchanged if you you know kind of see both of these words getting used and they're you know so much kind of nuance to it but they are the same but also different (laughs) my Mm. my kind of um view on it is somatic therapy is the is the means to a deeper embodiment we can use somatic therapy to feel to learn how to feel more to come into a greater sense of knowing what our embodiment is knowing what our felt experience is Mm. Um, I'm just curious then in terms of like how you would apply somatic therapy to a client that's coming to you for a certain say issue problem uh, struggle and also it makes me think because it's focusing on the body mm-hmm. that it's a physical type of therapy but I am saying that with a question mark in my voice and hoping you can clarify <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely so I also just want to talk about that somatics can be um, explored in many different ways. There might be more kind of movement somatic practitioners. There might be Pilates teachers that operate under the umbrella of somatics. Um, oh. Somatic therapy is, um, you know, coming into that that therapeutic um, relationship, that exploration, just as we would if we were to go to talking therapy. So kind of maybe making that um, clarification that what people might go to talking therapy about, they will also come to somatic therapy about. That's really interesting because the episode before this one, mm-hmm. I learned all about CBT, cognitive behavioural therapy, which is a form of talking therapy. So that's really interesting that you would go to a somatic therapist for the same kind of problems that you would do a CBT therapist. Yeah everything really that people go to and, and I'll I'll explain a little bit more why as we get into it a little bit but I guess your question on is it you know is it touch is it is it body work mm. um can include it but also not you know I work with my clients mainly online and so what it is is about and I think I can explain more about what the essence of it is rather than what we actually do because it 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 can be very different and it's it's such a nuanced topic there's no black and white there's no this or that essentially we are slowing down we are creating an environment where and that's the and you know an internal environment where we can start to listen to the language of the body the language of sensation the language of felt sense which is 
a language that I think we all know, but that we've forgotten, that we're not really in touch with. Like um, intuition or like a gut, something in the gut? Absolutely, absolutely. A felt experience. So like you say, you know, when we feel sad, how do you know you feel sad? Maybe there's a lump in your throat. Maybe there's something that happens in your belly, you know? When we're, when we're angry, I always say, you know, how do you know? How do you know you feel that way? It's not, we've not pulled something out of thin air. You know, we're not just decided I'm angry. Yeah. Something, something's telling you that, whether it's tension, whether it's a heat that rises in your body, whether it's your heart that's starting mm-hmm. to beat. And so all of this is, is felt sense. And when we start to track those sensations, when we really give space to them, which I know can sound, I really know this can sound so abstract, but when we give space to some of that, the body starts to process in a way that it knows how to. So, so often we disrupt the natural cycle of what, or the natural processes of what the body the body needs to complete, you know, a, a stress cycle. Our nervous system, our body goes into an activation and, and actually can process it on its own given the right environment. You know, we might run, we might fight, we might, you know, need to kick and scream just for that, that kind of, yeah, yeah, that kind of example. Release. release in some sort of way, discharge. But we're not, we don't often always have that yeah. right environment, the safe environment to do it. So we suppress. Yeah, yeah. And it's not a, you know, we don't do it to ourselves. It's, it's such a physiological um, experience. It's not safe to do it. We, we, we don't have the environment to be able to process that. So what we offer in somatic therapy is, is a space for the body to just start to really be able to process in the way that it needs to and knows how to on its own. Um, so, mm. yeah, it's really about listening to body echoes, listening to body sensations, slowing right down so that we can, so we can feel, so that we can also build, um, build our experience of safety you know, the body needs to feel, feel safe, not just think we're safe, not just tell ourselves, you know, hand on heart, I am safe. That's yeah. not necessarily enough to change the physiology of feeling safe. There's mm. um, <laughs> so much my mind is thinking of right now. But one thing that I am thinking about is, I think it was a, a, another podcast I listened to with... Um, I think it was like a psychotherapist actually that was explaining Mm. she'd been in quite a traumatic car accident and she had her kids in the car. Luckily, none of them were were hurt, physically hurt at least, Mm -hmm. but I think the car did roll over. It it sounded awful. And the first thing she did was she made the kids get out of the car and shake. She wanted to shake off. She was like, we're not keeping this because otherwise this is going to have detrimental effects for years to follow so she made them like shake out their body from like top to toe so that this 
this trauma yeah. that had just happened. And I was like, well, that's I, it makes sense, but it's also kind of bizarre, I suppose, to anybody that's just seen this happen. But she yeah. was like, you know, and, and that's what we did and it worked. Yeah. And, you know, you're, I hear you saying it's so bizarre and, like, that is it's the natural reaction, right, of, of, of most of us and like me definitely before I kind of moved into any of this. And I think it really highlights the disconnection that we that we have from our human our primal needs and our primal experience um there's a quite a famous known video on on youtube amongst the, uh, the the trauma somatic world which is where a polar bear gets gets shot and it's a, you know, I should rephrase oh my that. Gosh. It's, it's not, they don't hurt the polar bear. It's, it's done in a contained kind of way. So for anyone worried about animal cruelty. It's, it's to it's, frighten the bear. It's to demonstrate. Yeah, I, can't, I don't quite know what they, what they um, get in with. Fire. But basically, yeah. it's to demonstrate that um, the nervous system, and, and this is the same that what happens in, in humans, and this, this polar bear, when it's shot, kind of goes into this freeze response. And after a bit of space and a bit of time, its body starts to tremor, tremble, shake, like you just said about this, this example in the car. Polar bear takes a few huge breaths, big, massive, regulatory breaths, and then just gets on with its day. And, you know, wow! imagine a world where we well, can do the we same safety to do that but you know we yeah yeah we don't and wow. i guess there's so much that we um well, yeah. this is really fascinating stuff. <laughs> well, I'm sort of going to segue into something you said on your website. You support people on their journey to living a more conscious, connected life. So where did this desire to help others who suffer come from, basically? My own, my own suffering, my own, mm. yeah, pain and searching, I guess. Mm. Yeah, mm. it was just an ev uh, evolution of of my journey. And um, mm. Can we talk a bit about your journey? Yeah. I mean, you were very um, open on your website saying that you really mm. used to dislike yourself, which... Unfortunately, especially with women, I think so many of us feel exactly the same way and we develop different, I would say, maybe coping mechanisms to whether it's masking it or, you know, being a high achiever, or, you know, pick your own adventure. Yeah, I'd love to know a bit about your story. Yeah, well, I guess I'm actually just pulling off from my website a little bit as well. I think it's just important here to share a little bit of a definition of, of what trauma is because I think so many of us so many people feel like they've never experienced trauma because they view trauma as this one big life event you know maybe war you know something that's really really quite yeah. far away from from their home or maybe it's you know abuse of some sort but many people feel hear the word trauma don't don't connect with it and trauma I mean there's so many definitions that we can that we can look for and look out online but trauma isn't 
the experience. It's not the event itself. It's what happens within our system. It's the adaptations. It's the overwhelm in the nervous system that is the trauma. Um, so I just want to make that clarification first of all. Mm. Trauma is a human experience. You know, we my belief that that every human has experienced trauma of some degree. Yeah, I want to put that there first of all. And my story, my story, my story always seems to begin um, when I was 15, when my dad died. Mm. And that is, you know, that is that, actually maybe what we would consider big trauma. A trauma, a yeah. big trauma. You know, it's an event. And um, it's interesting, actually, how I always thought that everything, everything kind of that followed on from that. I guess that's where my healing journey began as well. I thought that everything was about that. And the more that I, yeah, kind of moved forward, I actually started to realise and understand that there's a lot that came before that. You know, I I grew up in a, you know, a very loving family. Both mm-hmm. parents were together. Um went on holidays, went to gymnastics, you know, had a great group of friends at school, had a had a really good life. But yet still there was a lot of, you know, core needs that, that didn't get met when I was younger. Um my mum wasn't able to, is progressively better at now. Yeah, she does a lot of work on herself actually. But she wasn't able to hold the complexity of emotions. She didn't like when I was upset she didn't like when I was angry so I wasn't able to learn how to be with intensity not only that it was hard to show my mum my true feelings because I learned that she couldn't cope you know yes this is that's the trauma familiar yeah Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's a generational thing as well well we are getting better at it aren't we but yeah Mm. yeah you know, from there, for me, and, and this is all happening, you know, underneath. I don't know about this. Right. But I spend so much life trying to to really be seen, to try and really get your family, your friends to kind of really see the depths of you. But, yeah, at the same time, so afraid to show that because you know that if you get, in my case, if I was too sad, if I was too angry, I wouldn't receive the love that I needed that I you know needed as a as a core pillar of, of our safety as a as a human being mm. where we begin to just hide who we truly are it begins mm. begins so early were you by any chance from like a smaller town yeah I'm from in between Manchester and Liverpool so two big cities either side which which one Warrington Oh, Warrington. I'm St. Anne's. Oh, do you know, I was listening to one of the other podcasts and I thought, Gabby sounds a bit too close, not, not too close to home, but I'm like, she can't be. Yeah. Oh, we're down the road. Oh, we, yeah, I don't know where you are now, but sometimes I just think again, like if you're a little bit different as well, because if you come from those kind of towns where... A lot of people like to, and that's completely fine. They want to stay in the area and they want to have a family and they want to, you know, again, it's 
choose your own adventure. But if you sort of are a little bit different in what you want to do career wise, or if you want to travel, yeah. I mean, for me, I was the black sheep of the family for sure. And again, that made it mm. really difficult to connect with family. And yeah, I would suppress for sure who I really was because yeah. it didn't make sense to the rest of the family fold. Um, which yeah. I obviously realised later on in life because, again, yeah. it's a working process, isn't it, to to build that kind yeah. of stuff in, in when you're an adult. But back to you. <laughs> yeah. You know, you only have your own experience. And I think I think we all think we're a bit different. You know, we, yeah. all, we, yeah. all, we all have that. But, yeah, I definitely wanted to, you know, I always wanted to leave the family. I wanted to move to London always wanted to move to London the moment the second that I could and yeah I guess it's partly when my dad died my my mum got a new partner super quick three months mm. later and oh, yes that is quick yeah yeah and it was oh I mean that has been that's been a lot of of learning and understanding and having to develop compassion towards her and you know, learning that we can, we can both understand why someone's done something, and still be really fucking angry about it. Yeah, really hurt. Yeah. So then, did it come to a head? Where? How did it manifest? This obviously, there's the there's the big T, isn't it? The big T and little T. They call it big trauma and smaller trauma, but. It sounds like there was an amalgamation of both kind of going on. Did it come to a point where you got unwell or, you know, there's usually a catalyst, isn't there, where things have to change? Yeah, so I, for as long as I can remember, and again, I think as long as I can remember always goes back to being 15, food was a challenge. Eating, yeah, eating, overeating, restrictions around food, and um, such a long time and and you know what often that compared with is is relationship to body there's not there's there's not one mm. without the other and that was always my my battle you know the, the the most prominent one just when I think about it now it it I I felt imprisoned I felt I felt so trapped and and actually trapped by the thoughts and the shame but also by the the way that it impacted my my body I was completely immobilized I wasn't able to get on with anything I couldn't do anything I couldn't change anything and for so long for so so long and and at this point you know I've done I am searching high and low for the answer to this I'm going to you know every kind of therapy holistic therapy or the spiritual spaces everywhere you know bought every book read five pages um every mm-hmm. every online course and also it would perpetuate the shame because anything that I tried wouldn't work and it would always come back to well there must be something wrong with me there's there's something wrong with me why can't today I just you know eat healthily why can't today I just love my body or go to the gym or whatever it was and it's such a miserable cycle to be in isn't it because then oh. you just want the sugar right or the, the the carbs and then you beat yourself up again yeah yeah it's awful it's really awful mm. and 
Um, I actually had, first of all, a, talk, uh, a therapist, traditional talking therapy that brought a lot of support because she also had, she wasn't a somatic therapist, but there was a nod to to inviting in the body for some inquiry. Um, mm. So that was definitely kind of a, a real big step. But the, but the shift, the, the real, real change for me happened when I started to look at healing through a nervous system trauma-informed lens. I started to understand that what was happening to me was a survival response. I couldn't get on. I couldn't, I couldn't change. I couldn't go to the gym or I couldn't, you know, I couldn't because I was completely immobilized. I was frozen, shut down. There was, there was no energy in my system. So it wasn't that I personally was doing anything wrong. It was that my system was actually in this response, which I started to learn. And I think so many people that I work with end up learning that this is a really normal response to the abnormal experiences that I've had. Um, and it can give a lot of, yeah, mm-hmm. relief and, and actually a lot of compassion developed in just that, just that aspect. How long did it take you to get to this place of, it sounds like, I mean, for anybody, even just acceptance is is yeah. great, but then to actually appreciate and honour your body and, 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 and enjoy it, I mean, that must have taken so much work. It's yeah. probably an ongoing ongoing process as well, I'd imagine. Otherwise, we'd all be signing up, wouldn't we? I don't want to create this illusion that you know it's all sunshine and roses Mm. I think the 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 difference is that you know I still have days where you know where there might be some body shame but the the difference is the response to it what would once spiral and and pull me down and mean that I can't move off the sofa for days on end is now very different I now know and I'm aware of what I need in that moment what's going to support me and that compassion is there and I, I also just want to say because yeah you're asking about must have taken a long time or, or how long did it take and I guess it, it took from the moment that I I always say from the 15 year old self to now I think everything has everything's been part of it but the the real progression I think or the real turning point yeah where things started to land was it didn't take that long once I was on the somatic path. Right. Um, and it's such a slow way of approaching things, but that I see it as the slow way is the fast way. Right. You know, for 10 years I'd been searching here, there and everywhere, but maybe the one year where I'd found somatic therapy, it was, it was yeah, a game changer. Life, life altering. Yeah. So then obviously that, huge transformation I guess it's even though you know we're talking about body I think it's a mental Mm. transformation most of all probably is the biggest one right yeah yeah so something about somatic therapy I didn't mention is it's a bottom-up approach we work with the body to you know create changes within our within our thoughts within our mind within our story um and actually our 
our emotional brain, our, our body brain, works mm. something like 80,000 times faster than our thinking brain. So, mm. so much faster. And we also receive through through the vagus nerve, the longest nerve in the body. I don't know if listeners might have, be aware of that, but definitely something to, to go and look into. 80% of messages from this nerve, which impacts every system in our body, 80% travels from body to brain. So wow. our body is, does impact so much of our thought and our story. Um, mm. It's happening in the body first, um, in wow. the nervous system. Yeah. So yeah. then, do clients come to you with f- more physical symptoms than mental? Is it a combination? What are some of the more common issues that you work with your clients on through somatic therapy? For me personally, mainly mainly emotional. Um, yeah, some of them do impact the physical. You know, people with with chronic pain, chronic tension in their body, but but mainly I work with yeah the emotional, you know, the constant anxiety, inability to make decisions, living in a constant state of, of panic. I've worked with people with chronic health anxiety, you know, who feel that any sensation in their body is 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 a sign of an illness or a disease. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I work with women with eating disorders, body shame, overworking, people pleasing, you know, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, anything that you might think that you, you'll go to a talking therapist with is, is the same. Yeah. Yeah. Hiya, thank you for making it to the end of this episode of the Happier Life Project with me, Gabby Sanderson. To learn more about somatic therapy and work with Alex, head to her website, which is alexbottomley.com. And please do make sure you look out for next week's follow-up episode with Alex, where we pick up from where we left off today, focusing on learning to love ourselves and build self-compassion. Now, this is important. If you are suffering with your mental health, there is a crisis button on the My Possible Self app, which will signpost you to the correct information for immediate expert advice. Those of you who are listening on one of the podcast platforms, the My Possible Self app is free to download, so you don't need to worry about it costing you anything. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review if you found this episode helpful or interesting. And to find and follow us on social media, we are at My Possible Self and I've been at Radio Gabby on Instagram and Twitter. So do take care and I'll see you on the next one. Bye.